It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, Dolphins fans everywhere, welcome back to Club Dub. Third consecutive week, the Miami Dolphins have knocked off the Buffalo Bills at Hard Rock Stadium by a final score of 21 to 19. You know what time it is? It's Club Dub. We're checking in, reacting to the game here. Now, Locked on Dolphins, fins up. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins, your host, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. It's club dub time. Week three, Dolphins victory over the Buffalo Bills to push the Dolphins to 3-0. The AFC's only undefeated team at the end of week three is your Miami Dolphins. And we're going to talk about the game that was in week three. Uh, A gutsy win would be an appropriate phrase. An ugly win would be an appropriate phrase. All I care about is that it ends in W-I-N. It's a win. The Dolphins are 3-0 as they get ready now on a short week to play the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati before an extended break and then MetLife takeover where the Dolphins face the New York Jets. Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Thanks for checking out the program. I'm a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, clearly, if you couldn't tell by uh, the energy, uh, the attire, uh, the backdrop. We're we're feeling really good here today on the show. This is obviously... Um, the kind of start that the Dolphins have not had for quite some time. And for the Dolphins to find themselves in this position at 3-0 and and having defeated the Buffalo Bills, regardless of how many starters for the Buffalo Bills were or were not playing in this contest, which you've already heard the coping from Bills Mafia as a result of, like, don't care. Quite frankly, do not care. The Dolphins win this football game in a fashion that can only be described as Gutsy in terms of the defensive performance. The Buffalo Bills had twice as many first downs as the Miami Dolphins, 31 to 15. They possessed the ball for over 40 and a half minutes versus 19 minutes for the Miami Dolphins. They outgained the Miami Dolphins by more yards than the Dolphins actually had in yards of offense. 497 to 212. And yet, the Miami Dolphins defense, with a script that did not look like what I would have anticipated a winning script for the Dolphins to look like. Major, major props due for the Miami Dolphins' defense for their effort in forcing Josh Allen to throw the ball 63 times for 400 yards. Yeah, that's not great. He finished the day 42 of 63, so 67% completion percentage for 400 yards, two touchdowns. Allen was the leading rusher for the Bills, eight carries for 47 yards. And if it wasn't Josh Allen, it wasn't happening for the Buffalo Bills. And for all the narrative and the talk that you're going to hear, got to clean off my glasses here. We've been partying already a little bit in club dub, and we're going to get back to it as soon as we're done touching base with all of you in Dolphins 
Nation. For all of the excuses that are going to exist for Buffalo Bills fans coming out of this game, the only starter that they were missing in this game was center Mitch Morse. They had Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis was back. Josh Allen is obviously there. They had their uh, stable of running backs. Dawson Knox was available to play in this contest. I don't want to hear it. Because it was the Bills' offense versus the Dolphins' defense that was the defining factors in this football game. And it was the fact that the Dolphins' defense bowed up as many times as they did, including the critical fourth down stop inside the two-yard line with under a minute and a half or with under two minutes to go for the Dolphins' defense. Now, you could say, well, Josh Allen missed the throw. Sucks. It's about time he missed one. He's killed this football team for three years. Excuse me for not feeling sorry that Josh Allen missed a throw on fourth down. And still managed to light the Dolphins up for 400 yards passing, another 47 rushing yards. The fact that the Dolphins held the Bills to two touchdowns, a field goal, and a safety that came within the final minute and a half when the Dolphins tried to punt out of the back of their own end zone. Listen. Situational football-wise, is that the way you'd like to draw it up? No. You would like to avoid a self-inflicted safety to push the Bills within two points and kick the ball back on a free kick, back to Buffalo, give them a ball with a minute and a half left. But ideally, you also wouldn't lose to a tongue of Aloha right before halftime and you know miss a potential middle-eight opportunity to steal a possession when you're receiving the second-half kickoff. The scare of Tua Tungvaloa and you know, the hit from Matt Milano, obviously very scary. Uh, relieved to know that that was more of a back issue as compared to a uh, concussion-type issue. And let's be honest, guys. This, this script is not sustainable to play week in and week out. But that you ain't going to play that team week in and week out. I don't know if you guys heard this on the broadcast, but first and foremost, the Bills faced their, their first third and 10 or longer of the season in the second half of the week three contest. That in itself is nuts. The Bills trailed for the first time in this contest when Chase Edmonds took to put the Dolphins ahead with 10 remaining in the fourth quarter. And props to Tua Tonga-Valoa for that deep ball to Jalen Waddle for the third down conversion. The Dolphins were selective. They protected the football. I thought they kind of played conservatively. I was surprised to see how many of their routes were breaking into the middle of the field, how much of that was game plan, how much of that was Tua Tungavaloa and his back tightening up. I don't know. I know Tua Tungavaloa threw a dot in the red zone for the touchdown that they got in the first half with the touchdown pass to River Craycraft to tie it at 14. It's a real, it's a real heavyweight fight that the Dolphins just survived. But you know what this says for me? This is the kind of game script. Never, never mind the fact that it's it's not a anytime you're out gained by more than 250 yards in 20 minutes time of possession. Like that's not a sustainable week by week. But you got to understand that there's going to be a certain game flow to every game that you play, right? And when you play Buffalo, credit to Miami because the defensive game script did not look the way that I anticipated or thought that it would. They blitzed Josh Allen a bunch. And they would then, in turn, come up 
and make the tackle. It, it didn't necessarily look the way that I thought it would from I was expecting the Dolphins to play soft and rally to coverage as compared to um, pressuring and forcing the ball out quickly. And that, that was the big difference between the two um, as far as what my expectations were versus what we actually got. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you can learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P.com slash lock on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So my expectations were Dolphins play soft coverage, rally, force the team, force the Bills to put together consistent drives and work their way methodically down the field. It did not look that way, but the Dolphins achieved that same objective. Let's walk our way through it. The Bills' first possession, 10 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Dolphins have the strip sack of Josh Allen. Sets them up on the short field, touchdown, tied at seven. Bills, 14 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Seven plays, 30 yards, punt. Eight plays, 45 yards. Josh Allen mishandles the snap. Can't fake spike because that would be a penalty. It would be a runoff of the clock. Has to throw the ball, almost pick six the other way and the Bills do not get the opportunity. They, they do not hit the field goal. Uh, Bills, 20 plays, 87 yards, 9 minutes and 22 seconds. Folks, if you're looking for what won you the football game, it's the second half defense. The Bills, on three possessions, on three possessions in the second half, before the safety that was taken that set up the frantic final possession for the Bills, the Bills had three possessions. I'm not a math guy, so stick me here. They ran 43 plays. They went 147, 150, 220 yards. So 43 plays, 220 yards, possessed the football for 10, 19, 20 minutes, and scored three points. That is a heck of a job by the Miami Dolphins defense. That's unbelievable, guys. So round of applause for Emmanuel Lagba, round of applause for Jalen Phillips, round of applause for Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer and John Jenkins and Elandon Roberts and Jerome Baker and Xavier Howard and Javon Holland and Brandon Jones and Eric Rowe and Cater Kohu and Keon Crossan and Nick Needham 
and Duke Riley and everybody else in between. Andrew Van Ginkle, Dolphins defense. You want to know the reason why the Dolphins won this football game? Second half defense. They had every reason to pack in their bags, be gassed up, and fold. But this was the first time in a long time that the Dolphins have truly played some semblance, particularly in the first half, of complimentary football. Bills fans can walk out of here and say, oh, well, we beat ourselves. Maybe. If that makes you sleep better tonight, go ahead. I know Rex Ryan was filling your heads with dreams of 17-0 and in an undefeated season, so my condolences for that. You want to sit here and say, oh, well, we beat ourselves. You, you can say that. That's fine. 43 plays, 220 yards of offense, 20 minutes time of possession, three points for the Dolphins. And those, those possessions, the way that they ended, Bills, 11-yard line, fourth and goal from the 11 after the false start pushed him back. The missed field goal, down to the 20-yard line. Some debate from the Bills team whether or not it was tipped or not. And then, of course, this 17-play, 73-yard, 8-minute, 19-second drive that came up empty with Xavier Howard stepping up in the clutch, fighting through cramps. And the Bills bouncing back from a 15-yard unnecessary roughness penalty from their quarterback, Josh Allen who was just so sick and tired of, of Christian Wilkins by the end of the day. You know, the, the, they managed to go from second and 26 to a first and 10. And that was, I think, the impressive thing for the Dolphins defense. Me watching the game, guys, I, I punted 10 times. I said, man, that's the counterpunch that's going to take the wind out of the Dolphins' sails. And they didn't. And you know what? Think about what Mike McDaniel said earlier this season coming off the win against the Patriots. They said, this team is a defensive team until the offense proves otherwise. Well, guess what? Last week, it was the the offense's turn to rise the tides. This time, defensive performance. I can't wait to dig into the All-22 and see what Buffalo was able to do to kind of minimize Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Now, Jalen Waddell had four for over 100 yards and the big, obviously the big third down conversion that set the Dolphins up for the game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter. But here's what I do know. Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott are some of the best defensive coaches in the NFL. They came into this game. They did not have Jordan Poyer. They did not have Micah Hyde. They did not have Tredavious White. They did not have Dane Jackson. You tip your cap for their effort in containing and taking away some of the Dolphins' best players in big moments. And yet, Tua Tonga-Valoa coming back out in the second half after missing uh, the close of the first half with the late hit unnecessary roughness, got it done in clutch time. And I think that's, you want an offensive takeaway from this football game? Again, I, I think there were moments and instances in which the running game for Miami had bright moments. Now, obviously, Edmonds and Mostert combined for 14 carries for 32 yards. That ain't great. I get that. 17 for 41 as a team. But here's the thing. You have... You're, you're playing the Buffalo Bills. 
right? You know, at any moment, the score can break open. So I understand the hesitancy to really lean in on the run game in a game script where you fell behind seven to nothing and then you fell behind again, 14 to seven, and then you fell behind 17 to 14. It didn't really afford you a lot of opportunities to push and really keep the gas pedal down and, and give you a chance to commit to the run game. Tuatonga Velo finishes 13 of 18, 186 yards, one touchdown, sacked once, had the near interception from linebacker Matt Milano. We will thank our lucky stars that that did not come. Tua finishes with a quarterback ranking of 123.8. And if this that is coming through is correct, uh, Tom Pilicero. NFLPA initiating an investigation into the handling of Dolphins QB Tuatonga Valoa. Uh, the handling of Tua Tungvaloa's concussion check in light of Tua Tungvaloa's return in Miami's win over Buffalo. You can't hurt me, NFL. Go ahead. Go ahead and try. Last I checked, that game stands, right? And uh, obviously, with the short week this week uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals, it's... um. It's on to the next one. We are going to enjoy this victory today because it has been a long time coming. And the Dolphins' defense coming up clutch in the midst of what looked like a game script that was really going to get away from you, right? How many missed tackles did we see in the open field? Checks underneath. But I think that's the big difference between what my expectations were for a game script and what we actually got is the Dolphins' defense, I was expecting us to say, we're going to play soft, we're going to rally up. And what the Dolphins did in reality is they said, we are going to pressure you for 60 minutes and we are going to force you to play with unchecked errors. And as the game script wore on and the Bills actually possessed the football more, I think it worked against them down the stretch. I thought the Bills offense got more sloppy as the game went because they were out there and they ran 18 million freaking plays. Now you can't bank on that any given week. But they said, we're going to come hot and we are going to force you to make decisions under duress. And if we're being honest, Xavier Howard dropped one, Jalen Phillips dropped one, and Javon Holland dropped one. Dolphins were very close to a back-breaking turnover, never mind the fact that they did get the turnover against Josh Allen on the Bills' second possession that set them up on the short field and then in turn led to the touchdown that helped them win the football game to move themselves to 3-0. and oh. A place I'm sure not many Dolphins fans thought we would be. Now, we have some injuries that we're going to have to monitor. We're going to have to see what's going on with Greg Little, some kind of hand-finger injuries. Avian Howard had cramps down the stretch. But the fact that the Dolphins are going to come out of this four-game stretch without Byron Jones and you're guaranteed to have three wins and you have a head-to-head -head win against your division rival who's probably going to make a push, Lord have mercy. Heaven help us if the Dolphins win on Thursday night in Cincinnati. Heaven help us. Because that's when the party's really going to start. Because then we're going to have an extended break to get ourselves healthy, potentially have Byron Jones come back, and see where this team can go through through what 
everybody generally perceives to be the softer portion of their schedule. Final thoughts for the Dolphins uh, here in the midst of what is a phenomenal effort to win this football game. Um, some standouts to me, Jer Jerome Baker, if he didn't get a game ball from the team, he deserves a game ball. Because Jerome Baker, oh, and, and also Brandon Jones dropped interception, by the way. That could have been a, a back-breaking mistake for Buffalo. And the Dolphins saying, we're going to come out, we're going to play hot, heavy, fast, 60 minutes, play perfect. Go ahead. And if you don't, we're going to make you pay. Jerome Baker absolutely deserves a game ball. And what's ironic is I, I was talking to a couple of, of fellow Finns fans over the course of this week, and I was asking myself, man, like, well, we've seen Javon Holland show up this season already, and Xavier Howard, and uh, Emmanuel Agba, Zach Sealer. When's the last time it felt like Jerome Baker was the guy who made the big play? And lo and behold, this was the week. He was all over the place. He played like a man possessed. He deserves a ton of credit for his part. Javon Holland as well. Two passes defensed, 10 tackles, one and a half sacks, the forced fumble. Nearly had an interception late in the game in the final five minutes. Tip of the cap to Kate or Kohu for just continuing to outperform expectations. If you were to tell me, hey, Cater's going to get a lot of run. Dolphins, they're going to have to face Gabe Davis in addition to Stephon Diggs. I wouldn't like my chances. Melvin Ingram, two sacks. Man, knows how to beat the Buffalo Bills offensive tackles. Melvin Ingram is a critical component in winning this football game. This game alone makes him worth the signing to come be a member of the Miami Dolphins. Offensively, you got to look at Tua Tungvaloa for his toughness to bounce back. You got to look at Jalen Waddell. Those are the two. 102 yards on four receptions for Jalen Waddell, including 45 yards on a third and 22. That sets you up to score the game winner. It doesn't got to look pretty. At the end of the day, whether it's a pretty win, a 45-point win, a two-point win, a one-point win, a 21-point win, it goes for one in the win column either way. And props to the Dolphins' defense down the stretch and the Dolphins' offense in the situational football and big moments to rise to the occasion and secure win number three. Dolphins' lone remaining undefeated team in the landscape of the AFC, believe it or not. Smoke them if you got them. Would be my advice for you. We're on to Cincinnati tomorrow. But today, the rest of the way, we're enjoying our stay at Club Dub. Drinks are in the back. Cigars, if you need them, on the right. You could find me out on the back patio the rest of the way. And we're going to be basking in the glory in the Dolphins' first victory over the Buffalo Bills in the last eight tries. Take them how you can get them. And Miami right now is 3-0. Fins up. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 